That's always been one of my favorite songs. And I'm sure it it, uh, has been relatable for many here as well. That one one line there then that I have quoted up here many times actually is prone to wander Lord I feel it and prone to leave the God I love how amazing that is how weak and, and, and sinful this flesh can be and reject this this word this word that feeds us and gives us everything and how easy it is to turn away and to put those things off or not think about them. And yet God still still has forgiveness and grace and mercy for us. I actually, uh, I woke up this morning didn't feel really good at all, so I didn't. Uh, I actually sent a message that I wouldn't be able to be here today. And on one hand, I was a little uh, relieved by it, not happy that I was felt like garbage, but relieved that I didn't maybe didn't have to be up here, and it was a, a valid a valid excuse. But then I woke up after getting a little more rest and I felt fine. So I'm here and also, even though I, I mean, I know I said that too, that it's, I don't like being here, but I'm glad that I'm here. It's a, it's an amazing thing that I can come here and, and I don't say none of this by my of my own strength or my own understanding or my own will, but it's an amazing thing to come here and to stand in this position and to ask just the same as you out there that you would be fed and to know that you will be fed. This morning. I will read from the first epistle of Timothy, first chapter. And I may read the whole chapter. I'll also admit that I was I was looking at a this might just be my own O C D, but I was looking at a some uh, passage this morning in um, Galatians, and I was reading it a couple days ago, and it maybe this is wrong of me, but it 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 spoke to me, and I and I felt like it was a good good sermon. I mean, there was not a good sermon of what I could make out of it, but there's a lot there in that 
in that passage. And then I was I was looking at a different Bible, and then I got this Bible later on upstairs, and I think I might have just spoke out there. I'm not even sure how long ago, and I'm, maybe it does, probably doesn't matter. And every everything in this word has been spoken of so many times, and it's still that same old story, and it doesn't change, and it doesn't need to change. Then it seemed like I couldn't find a passage that I hadn't uh, spoke on between here and, and Galatians, between Timothy and Galatians, and I just kind of stopped here. And it's a, a funny thing, and it's a, it's a, a human thing, I think, to go through this word and to know that you're to come up here this morning and to have to speak on something. And your your mind has to sometimes feels like it needs to reason it out and try to find something that well what can I make out of this? Is there enough here that I might be able to say something? That's just I think I think natural you don't want to be here and not have anything to say and to go over and I think you could almost just pick this Bible and just drop it on a page and there would be something there this this is the word of God there is something here on every page there's nothing in here that doesn't need to be in here or that doesn't need to be read but God also opens things when they need to be opened and we don't he'll show us what, what we need to be shown when we need to be shown it so I ask for your prayers this morning because I like I said I don't know if I'm just dropping it on a page here but it is a, it's God's word nonetheless pray that it would be open for for each of our our edification and to be filled this morning. So I will read the first chapter of Timothy, First Timothy. And reading in Jesus' name. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the commandment of God, our Savior, and Lord Jesus Christ, which is our hope, unto Timothy, my own son in the faith, grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and Jesus Christ our Lord. As I besought thee to abide still at Ephesus, when I went into Macedonia, that thou mightest charge some that they teach no other doctrine, neither give heed to fables and endless genealogies, which minister questions, rather than godly edifying which is in faith, so do. Now the end of the commandments is charity, out of a pure heart and of a good conscience and of faith unfeigned, from which having from which some, having swerved, have turned aside unto vain jangling, desiring to be teachers of the law, understanding neither what they say nor whereof they affirm. But we know that the law is good if a man use it lawfully. Knowing this, that the law is not made for a righteous man, but for the lawless and disobedient, for the ungodly and for sinners, for unholy and profane, for murderers of fathers and murderers of mothers, for manslayers. For whoremongers, for them that defile themselves with mankind, 
for men-stealers, for liars, for perjured persons, if there be any other thing that is contrary, and if there be any other thing that is contrary to sound doctrine. According to the glorious gospel of the blessed God, of, of the blessed God which was committed to my trust, and I thank Christ Jesus our Lord, who hath enabled me for that he counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry, who was before a blasphemer and a persecutor and injurious. But I obtained mercy, because I did it ignorantly in unbelief. And the grace of our Lord was exceeding abundant with faith and love, which is in Christ Jesus. This is a faithful saying, and worthy of all acceptation, that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am chief. Howbeit for this cause I obtain mercy, that in me Jesus Christ might shew forth all longsuffering for a pattern to them which should hereafter believe on him to life everlasting. Now unto the King eternal, immortal, invisible, the only wise God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. I'll stop there. Greetings of grace, mercy, and peace from God our Heavenly Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, be multiplied unto each and every one here this morning, now and forever. Amen. amazing I actually was just brushing over this chapter going over the bridge at, at Eckville just reading I said sure I'll, I guess I'll, I'll read this I don't know where else to look right now and this is such this is the message throughout and I don't know why it seems like oh God gives that comfort there for me that I didn't even see when we were in Eckville. And it, I don't know why it seems like it's such a, a special thing. It is a special thing when God gives us a little piece of comfort that we might have needed. But I say it doesn't seem like too much of a special thing, but because this is the entire message of the gospel, the first sentence. Our Savior and Lord Jesus Christ, which is our hope. This life. have so many so many things which draw our attention and I know I I know I kind of went into this last time I spoke as well and I know it's not just for me we're all we are all human how much worry and, and cares and things I think about and most of it has nothing to do with, with my salvation 
the large majority of it, my thoughts and my, my cares in this world take up my day, have nothing to do with this word. I hope on our own our own scale of understanding that there might be somebody out here that might be better than me at that. So I sure hope that most Christians aren't the way that I am. That it seems I don't think on God's word too often. I don't look into it too often. I think about what what I'm doing with my job. I think about my my physical health and I think about my financial health. I worry about what I'm going to be doing tomorrow in class. I don't even have a, a plan ready. And those are the things that take up most of my cares and most of my thoughts. And what if what if Christ were to come this afternoon? None of that would matter. None of those things that we put so much effort and time and most importantly worry into. We put so much worry into things. Maybe some worry less than others. I know I lots of times just I don't know why it is. When things go when things go really well, I feel fine for a minute, and then it just seems like, well, something's got to go wrong. I get too much anxiety about some things, and what a blessing it is to read this verse. thing is it probably says it about I'm just exaggerating but probably says it another hundred times in this book alone in Timothy alone that Jesus is our hope but God gives that message that we need when we need it Christ came to, came this afternoon. <laughs> how, how little all of these things would matter. So much of the things that we, we worry about. Just absolutely nothing. And the things that we, we are interested in, just naturally speaking, how, 
how vain, and this word tells us that how vain those things are. It's all vanity. God doesn't doesn't direct us to be to be slothful or neglect neglect our duties, but do not lose that hope. Do not look anywhere else. And I was even reading to not let the uh, how exactly does it say? But not not let the sun go down on an argument. How true that is just for, for if we have a uh, we're at odds with anyone or or whatever the situation might be but it comes to mind just came to my mind thinking about it how are we with God don't let yourself be if you might have a sin or or, or be angry at, at doesn't even have to be someone else angry at something. Don't lose that hope. Don't let the, that sun go down even on your relationship with God. Make it right. Look to Christ. Our all in all. Our all in all. How true that is. think so much about those those apostles and, and was it uh, John even how little they had and, and most of these well all all of his disciples as far as their their natural belongings and their natural health and their natural well-being physical how poor they were and this natural side doesn't want that to be for us I know I don't want I don't want to give up all my all my things and to live poor but I, I pray that I can not forget who my all in all is and to remember how unimportant this life or this natural these natural things and cares and wants and needs and desires how unimportant they are Here and I could, there's probably a lot to speak on just even in those next few verses. I might go down to that fifth verse there. Now, the end of the commandment is charity out of a pure heart and of a good conscience and of faith unfeigned. The end of the commandment is charity. And I just read it this morning and I, I'm so bad at it that I can't 
I just kind of go through pages and I never look at even what chapter I'm looking in or book I'm looking in. I feel bad about that. Just my memory doesn't look at that enough, but that 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 the entire the entire law could be summed up, or the entire commandments could be summed up, that we would love our brother, that we would love one another, that we would have that that charity out of a pure heart. What does that look like to, to have that charity towards another person, to a, to a brother or sister, or a friend or a, a, a co-worker? I think to this world, most people see Christians as just some of the worst hypocrites there are. sees Christians as somebody who doesn't have any time of day for anybody that has sin or, or does anything wrong or doesn't follow follow Christ's word that we look on them as if they're the, the worst human beings ever created and they have no no worthy of being in our our uh, company Jumping around too much here, but I, the uh, it does look that way. It can look that way because we, we as Christians, as believers, who, whose eyes have been opened by the by the Spirit of God, have been shown. We have been shown Christ. This word has been opened to us, and that truth has been opened to us, and Christ is the truth. And that's not to say, that's what I say, that they, how the world might look on, on us as if being the worst hypocrites there are, why would we ever have any uh, agreement with a, a Christian? They're some of the worst peoples who have created all these wars in the world, or the blame gets thrown there at least. And when we look at ourselves, I look at myself. Someone were to follow me around and, and well now think about it if if Christ were to follow you around, which he does. If anybody knows the, the, the truth of it, Christ knows what hypocrites we are and can be. But having come in the flesh, He also knows our weaknesses. 
He also knows our faults. And he also has that charity out of a pure heart. He has that true love. That love that, that he has that, that grace and that mercy to always no matter no matter what what we've done. And as Christians we probably feel it more. But pray that those who do not believe will come to feel that. But we know how how awful we can be. And then we still hear Christ's voice. We still hear him call. still hear him say through this word our brothers and sisters in Christ that there is forgiveness for those things you're not worthless yet can still come back and that call is sent out to every every man, woman and child in this world be thankful that you have heard it thankful that God has put it in your heart this morning that you would be here be thankful if you have so much sin on your conscience that you didn't even feel like coming here this morning and yet here you are there is a way to get rid of it There is a way to, as I said, in a way to not let that sun go down on that that disagreement or, or separation you have with God. And it is an everlasting mercy and grace that is there for each of us. It will not and cannot be run out. Christ has paid for it once and for all. If there is something on anybody's conscience, you can go to a brother or sister in Christ. As Christ lives in the hearts of believers, it is not that person, it is not their power, it is God's work, and those sins will be forgiven. That is our hope. Christ Jesus is our hope.
those verses, how, how much they come on my mind. Where he says that Christ Jesus came in the world to save sinners, of whom I am chief. Do not be discouraged. Do not let that enemy get in there and tell you. Yeah, you are the chief of sinners. You're the worst that there ever has been. There's been a lot of a lot of bad sinners throughout time. But that enemy will tell you that you are you are one of the worst. It's so bad. I don't know if Christ will Christ will give you that call. May as well give up now. Because he's going to say he never knew you on that judgment day. Do not let that discouragement creep in. Do not let that the devil convince you that that is true. That you are unworthy of Christ's love. That you are unworthy. He didn't, he didn't quite shed enough blood to cover all the things that you've done. Maybe if you held off a little bit there last while, it might have been alright, but now you've gone too far. It's not enough anymore. Those thoughts can come in. They are not true. That enemy, that... The devil is a liar, and he will do whatever he can to convince you to turn from God or to make you admit of yourself that there's no way that God will accept me anymore. It is not true. Howbeit for this cause I obtain mercy that in me Jesus me first, Jesus Christ, might shew forth all long suffering for a pattern to them which should hereafter believe on him to everlasting. Remember that. Remembering the long suffering of Christ. Enemy comes in and tells you how worthless you are and how much sin you've committed, that there's no way that Christ Jesus will forgive you. Remember that. Remember that Christ said that how long suffering he is and how he has that pure heart of charity and love for us. Remember that he will. He will call you back, and He does have forgive and love, forgiveness and love for you. And I suppose that answers that question there. How do we show that charity out of a pure heart to our brothers? By being as Christ would have us be, 
and behaving and, and having that love and it's not a love that we can bring and muster up on our own but God gives us that love pray for that that leading of that spirit that that would not depart from you that love that that you have been shown and it's amazing how how everlasting this message is to each human as as much as Paul feels it there how much those two verses how much they speak to me as well and they seem to fit me I could have wrote them and they would have been no less true that we might show to the world the long suffering of Christ how true it is if you want to look at somebody who Christ has love and mercy for I'm the chief of all those people who Christ has shown long-suffering and mercy for. To show that pure love or that charity of a pure heart is not to be accepting or even tolerant of sin that is to have no no part in our our field of acceptance or allowing to just say that's fine <coughs> show that love to the to our brothers and sisters that Christ has shown to you never once have i sinned and Jesus Christ said, well, that one's all right. That one's not really that bad. And we don't use these verses or that one verse there to cut down our brothers, to cut down anyone else. But I also fully believe and I'm thankful, as I've said before, I'm thankful for those people in my life that have shown me or told me, Claire, maybe that's not the way you should be. That's probably not something you should be getting into. And it seems Christ does that to me every day. unbeliever of that truth if God has pricked their heart pricked their conscience what an amazing blessed thing that is how many people each of us know that we wish that that could happen to Sometimes it seems so hard to believe that there might how could anybody else turn to Christ? There's so many people that have no no need for that. But it's happened for each of us. And it's happened for multitudes more. It can happen. Our love is to show that person the truth.
to be that light to them. We are not perfect and we cannot we cannot demonstrate perfection. But we can demonstrate that sixteenth verse. We can show them that that mercy was shown to me. He doesn't he doesn't take that mercy away. Unbelievers may think if they if they are shown how little I it seems I do enough, but how much more we should pray for those who are in unbelief. be shown that they that they are sin. And we can't do that. We can we can show them this word and this word might show them that they they don't quite meet up. Nobody has. Nobody does. What a blessed state to be in to know that, that you do not quite meet up match up to what God's expectations are. If you go through all of the, the, the expectations in the, in the law. But we can. And we must assure them that there is mercy for them. And we can use ourselves not as an example of perfection, but we can use ourselves as an example of imperfection. An example of how great God's love is for each of us. He hasn't thrown me out to the gutter, which I think if I was in his place, I probably would have done. As I've said before, it just seems... so much if it was me I'd have no use I'm like are you, are you kidding me how many times how many times do we, do we have to go over this that's the way I am even with with my students if they talk for three times in a class I'm, I'm sick of them and ready to throw them out of the class and do whatever I can to get them expelled Somebody talks two, three times in my class and I've had enough of that person. How many more horrible, disgusting sins we commit multiple times. And each time God calls us back. That is that is love. And that is charity. And we cannot even get that pure heart ourselves without having Christ first. Without having Him show it to us and be that in us. We cannot be it of ourselves. Christ has to be that love. Christ has to be that charity within us. And He is... 
we can be thankful if we if we can do I don't know why I hate to say it seems so hard to say that there's anything that we can do but to do our, our side of that to stay in God's word to pray that his will would be done and to pray that that he would be with us and guide us and lead us and to know and accept accept fully that it is nothing of ourselves and there is nothing that we can do but Lord Jesus Christ is our hope and that we can rest on everything on the Lord Jesus Christ is our hope there is no other place to find it. There's nothing we can make up of our own. We can't create it and, and put it somewhere else or put it in us. It leads uh, down a, a path to destruction where we put our hope in things of this world. Or do we put, even to put our hope in, our, in ourselves? How quickly we're off track and, and doing what's wrong and... and getting pretty depressed because things aren't things aren't going right put your hope in Christ put off those things of this world and always remember no matter what no matter who tells you who in this world or who out of this world namely the the devil tells you what a hypocrite and what a horrible person you are. Remember that Christ Jesus shed his blood and covered completely your sin and mine and washed us white as snow. God does not see that sin. God sees Christ on our behalf and it's an amazing thing that on that day that God will see us and say well that person is a perfect person they can enter into heaven's gates that is because of the love of Christ and what work he has done died for our sins and that is the only way to Christ that is the only way to heaven is through Christ's blood in Jesus name Amen shall we close with the benediction may the Lord bless thee and keep thee may the Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee May the Lord lift his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. In the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.
Thank you.